wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about the negotiations, sadly, but we're also going to talk about the MLB draft that happened a week ago today, and the Royals have done some great things from the MLB draft and even after the MLB draft. But we, of course, have to start with the negotiations. The worst thing to talk about right now in all of baseball, because it is the worst thing right now in all of baseball. It's the thing that I think is killing the sport. It's the thing that I think has just put a huge target on their back for sports trying to catch up to baseball and for fans trying to turn their back on baseball. I mean, it's just ridiculous what's happening right now in baseball. And the mood on Tuesday was that we would see no baseball at all in 2020. We would go 18 months without baseball. We would go 18 months without anyone paying attention to baseball. I again say to you what I said yesterday, go 18 months without doing something. I promise you, you'll find a different thing to do. No matter if it's, you know, drinking coffee drinking soda, watching your favorite show, whatever it is, go without it for 18 months and you will find something else to fill its place. And it's something that I've talked about before on the Locked on Thunder podcast that I do. The NBA could even be filling its place. Not only are they going to play this summer, but they could alter their schedule given the nature of the coronavirus and given the fact that next season, obviously, the 2020-2021 season will be tampered with schedule-wise because you can't start it in October if you're ending the NBA Finals in October. So they could move their schedule to feature more summer games and to cut more into the summer uh, or, or even just go full all-in and totally change their schedule to have it relate to baseball in the sense of they start in the NBA in December, they end in August. That takes up your whole season uh, and then once the NBA ends, you get ready for your postseason if you're baseball, but here comes the NFL. And if you go without 18 months of being in the spotlight, that could be a death, a, a death blow to the sport. And I think it would be a death blow to the sport. I think that it will make baseball hockey. If they go 18 months just of dark silence, that will make baseball hockey. That'll make baseball turn into what hockey is in the sense of you're not talked about nationally. Even during the Stanley Cup, you're not finding your way onto first take or onto these debate shows or onto any sort of national coverage. You're not finding your way to the spotlight. 
and baseball still has some of that in the summertime, and especially during the World Series, which is the most important part, that they can still find their way into conversation during the World Series, which coincides with football, both college and NFL, which completely overwhelms the news cycle. And you're going to lose that. You're going to lose that grip of the third most popular sport. You're going to lose that if you go without baseball for 18 months, I promise you. And I'll say it again. You guys listening to this podcast and me sitting behind a microphone right now during a global pandemic with what's happening in the world right now, still talking about baseball that's not happening, they've got us. We are in their back pocket. We're going to be here for baseball's return. We're going to talk about Raul Mondesi, or excuse me, Alberto Mondesi. We're going to talk about baseball. We're going to watch it. But in terms of growing the sport, the diehard fans don't matter. And that stings a lot of you to hear that. But in terms of growing a sport, what matters is the casual fans. And that's what football has done so well at, capturing the casual fans who sometimes even have no idea who's on the field. They just know, hey, it's Sunday. I'm supposed to be watching football. They just know, hey, it's Monday. I'm supposed to be watching football. I've got, I've got this fantasy lineup here. I'm trying to, to win my office fantasy league. I'm going to check out how these players are doing. And then they get sucked in and they watch football, even if they don't keep up with it to the diehard extent. Basketball, same way. There, there's people I know, you know in, my, in my age group who are big basketball fans but don't watch a single basketball game. They don't watch a single basketball game start to finish, but they're huge basketball fans because they see all they need to see on Twitter. They see all they need to see uh, on YouTube highlights. And that makes the sport popular. That makes the sport grow. Baseball's done everything that they can to eliminate growth within the sport. And taking it away from everyone for 18 months will kill the sport. It'll make it hockey. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And the negotiations to this point have stalled. It's up to Rob Manfred now. The players are saying, look, tell us when, tell us where, we're going to report. Even Mike Trout is taking a stand on Twitter. And why this is such a great negotiating tactic and why the head of the MLBPA and the head of the union deserves a raise is because they realize Okay, they realize that if they put it on Rob Manfred and he only has the ability to implement a 50 game season and he implements it right now, like we all expect him to do, that the MLBPA can file a grievance saying, hey, look, how can you tell me you can only afford to play 50 games when we clearly have 77 dates here? You know, before the end of the year that you want to meet before you get to the postseason. And you can tell that they've not been negotiating in good faith. And it's just infuriating, again, that these negotiations have been made public. Now, I'll be honest, it's made my life easier to be able to get on here and talk all about these negotiations in, in, a, in a baseball world that has absolutely no content. But for the average fan who's dealing with layoffs, who's dealing with furloughs, who's dealing with pay cuts, who's dealing with unemployment, with, for the average fan, it's turned them away from baseball. For fans that aren't interested in the nitty-gritty and the, and the CBA and things like that, which I am in, in all sports that, that I 
um, follow NFL, ML, NBA, MLB. I love the CBA, you know, little nooks and crannies in there. But to someone who's not interested in that, I can see where this turns you off from the sport entirely. You're dealing with your own stuff financially. You don't need to hear about the millionaires and the billionaires going back and forth. And again, I give credit to the NBA who handled their um, incentives and their contract on a prorated basis. They figured all of that proration out in private. We heard nothing about it until it was confirmed. And you can't tell me that in negotiation, there wasn't some um, bickering points. There wasn't some, you know, again, negotiations that went on behind the scenes that we didn't see. It was not just smooth sailing. They were just smart enough not to put that in the public eye right now. And the public eye right now that is facing with so much already, they don't need to hear about billionaires and millionaires going back and forth. The bottom line is baseball has negotiated in bad faith. The MLB has not done their job. And you can tell that by them wanting the players to forego any legal right to file a grievance. Why, why would you want someone to forego their right to file a grievance if you do not feel like you would lose that grievance? You have all the money in the world to, to get the top and best lawyers, the top and best people, and you still want them to sign away their right to legalities because you know that you would be found guilty of not negotiating in good faith. That's the bottom line. And that's where we sit with the negotiations. And now you're seeing the MLB put out these um, quotes about that they need the health protocol in place. That's a stall tactic. It's infuriating that they use that, though, because, again, the season was put on hold for coronavirus. How did you not put a coronavirus plan in place before you moved on to the money? That was the first hurdle we needed to clear to get baseball back was coronavirus. And you're going you're gonna to tell the people, Rob Manfred, that what's stopping you from, coronavirus, from, from playing games again is the coronavirus um, protocols. You don't have them in place. Give me a break. Figure it out. But that is the stall tactic that they're using because if, if, if Rob Manfred can buy a couple more weeks here, you know, going back and forth with the health protocol, leaking out that players are testing positive for coronavirus, if he can float that out there and buy him two or three weeks, then when he does implement that 50-game plan, that he has the right to do. You you don't have any ledge to stand on if you're the players and saying, hey, look, we have these 70 dates. Why aren't we playing 60, 68 games? You, know, you don't have that anymore. You, ha you have exactly 50 dates. And that's what Rob Manfred is trying to get to. So we'll see if it works. We'll see if we have baseball this year. I'm not confident that we'll see baseball this year, but if you want to hold out hope, there's your hope right there uh, of saying that Rob Manfred is using a stall tactic whenever he says he's not confident that baseball will be back. Whenever he's saying that he's not confident that they'll play baseball this year, he's unsure if they'll play baseball this year. But to really put this in perspective for you, if you if you really want to pick a side, owners and players, there are six to eight owners in baseball right now who do not want to play. There are six to eight owners in baseball right now that do not want to play. That's... That's ridiculous. I mean, it really is. And that also is a hindrance from Rob Manfred implementing his plan because six to eight owners is enough. You know, that eight owner mark is enough to, you know, dissuade Rob 
and not have the majority to not implement this plan. But I do want to tell you about our good friends over at Postmates. I love everything about Postmates right now because with the global pandemic happening right now, with the spikes that we're seeing around the country, Postmates continues to pick up anything that I need anytime and deliver it within the hour. You can download the Postmates app right now on iOS or Android and find your favorite places and get anything you want, again, delivered within the hour. And the contactless delivery has been incredible. I love that Postmates is doing this to keep everyone safe, both their workers and us safe. Um, But they can go to the grocery store, you know, Walgreens, 7-Eleven, and they can also get any food you want from all of your favorite places. Help stimulate your local economy. Go to a local restaurant via Postmates. Have them pick it up for you and bring it right to your doorstep and drop it off right there. Just download the Postmates app for iOS or Android. Find your favorite places and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is offering our listeners $100 of free delivery credits. You get those $100 of free delivery credits for your first seven days with the app. So start your free deliveries by downloading the app using promo code LOCKEDON. That's LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days on the app. Download the Postmates app right now for iOS or Android. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. So I did want to talk quickly about the MLB draft. And look, I'm going to have some guests on coming up next week that really break down the draft because... There are some smarter people out there to follow than me about the OMB draft. But I do like what the Royals did with their draft, drafting Nick Lofton in the comp- uh, compensation round, drafting uh, Asa Lacey from Texas A&M. I'll admit, I wanted them to draft Austin Martin. I really wanted Austin Martin. Whenever he fell to the Royals at four, I thought that there's no way that you do not pick him. But it's the baseball draft. Anything can happen. You never know how things are going to turn out uh, and pitching is the currency of baseball. And and you see that with the Royal selections. And I've talked about this before. It's easier for the Royals to go find a competent, a competent lineup of veterans versus a good rotation, a good pitching staff. And you've seen that with Dayton Moore implementing almost all of his assets into guys like Brady Singer, guys like Asa Lacey, guys like Jackson Coart. The list goes on and on. Daniel Lynch, the list goes on and on of guys that Dayton Moore has picked out and he likes, uh, and he's trying to invest in pitching, which is kind of the opposite of what he did for a long time. So I I do like the pitching in in Kansas City. Again, it's to get a good pitcher in Kansas City, it's going to have to be through the draft. You're not going to be able to go sign a good pitcher. Any pitcher that you sign in Kansas City is going to be league average or worse. That's the bottom line. You're going to need to trade for them. You're going to need to draft them because the good pitchers – cost you about $100 million at least. Kansas City is not shelling out $100 million anytime soon, I don't think. So that's why you've really got to capitalize not only on the draft, but on the service time, which we talked about a ton with um, Brady Singer before the coronavirus happened while he was having a great spring. We talked all about service time and why you kind of need to manipulate that if you're Kansas City, because if Brady Singer is good as we all expect him, or at least I expect him to be great, if he is great, He's going to leave in free agency because pitchers get incredible amount of money on the free agent market. And it's it's an amount of money that right now it's unfair, but Kansas City just cannot afford to pay. I mean, they just can't they just can't play in those ranks. So the draft, all in all, I think it's successful. And then you move into the post-draft after five rounds, and the undrafted free agent market was incredible. They got what? Three of the top five undrafted free agents? According to Baseball America, 
just awesome. And they they all cited Dayton Moore and his stance about minor leaguers, his stance about you know getting young people involved in baseball. He gets it. Dayton Moore, you can say whatever you want to about his roster construction. You can say whatever you want to about his contracts, draft picks, whatever, you know, managerial hires. You can say whatever you want to about that. But when it comes to societally, when it comes to um, off-the-field stuff, when it comes to relating to his players and making them feel comfortable, he gets it. And it shows. I mean, realizing that the minor leagues matter is a is a kind of duh thing whenever you're sitting back here 10,000 feet away. But as we've seen throughout this shutdown, there are a ton of organizations, a ton of executives that do not believe the minor leagues matter. And going to bat for the minor leagues, while it, while it was a simple thing to do, in my opinion, if you're dating more, it paid dividends with these players on the undrafted free agent market, um, you know, taking their talents to Kansas City. You got a ton of great guys in the undrafted free agent market. And, I, and I, some of you might be in a football mind state with that, you know, a football mindscape with that, uh, where you look at the football undrafted free agents and think that, hey, they don't matter at all. This was only a five-round draft that's normally about 40 or 50 rounds. So there were still a ton of quality guys uh, that, that turn out to be great players in, in these drafts. I mean, you can go look at the Royals roster right now, how many of those guys were drafted after round five. That's who you picked up for $20,000 this weekend. So my hat's off to Dayton Moore for the way he handled the draft. Again, if I was in his chair, I would have put, picked Austin Martin, but I'm not in his chair. And we'll see how how Lacey turns out. And that's not to say that Lacey's a bad pick or he's a bad pitcher. I think that he's the best pitcher in this draft. So you got the best pitcher in the draft. I would have just preferred Austin Martin. It's no it's no big deal, really. I still think Lacey's going to be incredible. I, I think that Lacey's going to be in the big leagues sooner than expected You know, with what he did at A&M. So we'll see. It'll be something to monitor as we move forward here in, in the the Royals are in an interesting point. We can talk more about this as we're running out of time today. We can talk more about this next week. But the Royals are in a great spot right now. They have a great young core in the minor leagues. And it's kind of reminding me um, of once they you know, got that core of Moose and Hosmer in the minor leagues and you saw them climb up that farm system ranking. You saw them making their way up the push. And then they finally got that top spot in the farm system rankings. And then... Boom, they exploded in Kansas City and it resulted eventually into two World Series appearances and one World Series win. So a lot to look forward to in Kansas City in terms of baseball. If we ever do play the sport again and the sport's not dead by the time that Daniel Lynch is ready to come up to Kansas City. But nonetheless, we'll be here to cover it on the Locked On Royals podcast again. I'm Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Go check out Locked On MLB right now because Sully does a great job hosting that show. I believe right now on uh, Wednesday, he's having on Gabriella Starr of Locked On Red Sox, if I'm not mistaken. So that'll be a great episode. She's great. Sully's great. Go check it out. Locked On MLB right now as this podcast concludes. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.